T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. Hey there, welcome into Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. I am one of your hosts, Mark Cox. The other one is Bo Matthews. How are you, Bo? Right here. I'm present. I'm present. Absolutely. Carl Middleman uh, swinging the tunes over there. We appreciate that. Hopefully the levee does not break this weekend and and everyone has a great weekend. (laughs) Absolutely. I was driving through the Chesterfield Valley, in fact, with my family uh, the other night, and I pointed out to my mother where the flood levels were in 93. Uh, they're right by the Chesterfield Mall on 40 yeah. as you head down the hill. You had to stop right there, and it was just water. You had to get in boats oh, yeah. to go uh, to go out into the Chesterfield Valley. And I looked at how developed it is now and thought to myself, with all that rain we had last night, are they sure they knew what they were doing <laughs> rebuilding all of this stuff in the valley, right? Well, that's a good point. Did yeah. they get the levees right, uh, uh, even for have. last week's storm? Well, I, they didn't have any problems that I know of last week down there. Uh, Unbelievable. Yeah, it's uh, it's something else. But, hey, we got a great show for you today. We're glad you're back with us here on Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Uh, we will discuss the Second Amendment uh, in depth in the next segment. We're going to talk to Aiden Johnson. He's with Gun Owners of America. One thing I want to talk to him about are these people walking through the streets in downtown St. Louis uh, with, with uh, semi-automatic rifles this past weekend. And the St. Louis police uh, major who said, there's nothing we can do because of constitutional carry. It's the craziest thing I've ever heard. But we're going to talk to um, Aiden Johnston about that in gun owners because they are, you know, they're they're seeing attacks on the Second Amendment all across the country. So I think that's uh, that's an important story. Can you imagine tourists in town just to come see the arch of the aquarium and they're driving (laughs) around trying to find ice cream and all of a sudden you see that? That is not what constitutional carry is about. You, you don't carry a long gun through downtown St. Louis. Yeah. It's, well, uh, it's a little frightening. Particularly not by, by the teenagers. That, that's who we're talking about here specifically. We're going to get of to course. that. We're going to get to that, though. And we're going to tell you a little later about a fishtail that the likes of which you've never heard before. I'll just about guarantee it. <laughs> you've never heard one like this, have you, Bo? 
I had to Google what what this guy shot. I had to Google it because I'd never heard of it before. Uh, seen things like it, but not quite this big. Yeah, we'll be uh, we'll be talking to Jared Cloth about his experience on the St. Mary's River. Uh, how did your uh, your camping trip go last weekend? My camping trip went fine, but it's funny you bring that up because uh, you, you're really good at radio. Because because <laughs> I, I towed my 30 foot camper to the Lake of the Ozarks, and my wife separately drove our other vehicle and towed our jet ski. Uh, because you guys said to me, well, why don't you just hook the jet ski? To the trailer, and I'm like, I don't think that's legal in Missouri. Uh huh. And uh, and I've seen crazier stuff on the highway, and I'm sure you were looking for okay, how many things are people uh, carrying or you know towing with them? And so I reached out to the chief of police, the piece of Chalif out in Eureka, Mike Wiegan, and I asked him the question. He goes, you know, I don't know for sure, hundred percent, but let's get uh, let's get you somebody from the highway patrol. So from the Missouri Highway Patrol, we have Corporal Logan Bolton on to explain what is legal and what you can tow with your vehicle. Uh, welcome to the show, sir. How are you? Great. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So uh, we got into this debate because I believe uh, the length of what you're towing is is key. But I've also seen people that have, you know, with an SUV, have pulled a camper and behind that a, a boat or, or jet skis or something like that. Uh, is that legal? Just what I described? Uh, yes, the, that's legal. There's a few stipulations to everything. There's some specifics and I can go into that whenever you'd like. Yeah. Uh, please, because okay. you know I, I'm, I, <laughs> I Mark was wrong. <laughs> towing boats and trailers for for many years, and although I'm pretty good at backing up a single vehicle behind me, I don't know what you'd do if you had a vehicle behind that. I mean, it sounds to me like a traffic nightmare. Definitely, yeah. It's definitely it's it may be legal, but know your own capabilities. If it's not something <laughs> yeah. you uh have done often for safety reasons, uh, just because it's legal doesn't mean you should do it. That's a great point. <laughs> yeah, that is that is a great point. So so let's talk about what those stipulations are then, Corporal. We got Corporal Logan Bolton on here from the Highway Patrol because we want to get this right because Bo's about to do this. So we need, we need <laughs> All <that>. right. <laughs> uh, well, according to uh, Missouri Revised Statute 304.170, a uh, passenger car may tow two trailers as long as the overall length of the entire combination does not exceed 65 feet and wow. neither of the trailers neither of the trailers being pulled can exceed 28 feet so okay. a lot wow. of rules <laughs> yeah so You're i'm right, out exactly. i'm out because my trailer is 30 feet long so i i could not tow something behind my trailer oh there, you could have saved so much on gas <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's probably well, true you may save on gas but you also may uh he used that money on a on a citation. <laughs> and, yeah, right, and uh, and more breaks too, because that's an issue. I mean, you know, you can get up and going with you know some power, but you know, stopping all of that or you know pulling through the gas station. Now you have two trailers that you can bump the uh, the the post with. You don't want to do that. Uh, but okay, so Corporal, can you explain what you've seen in the state of Missouri <laughs> of people that don't know the laws? <laughs> what I've seen. You, you don't see it all that often, really. Every once in a while you see it, but um, a lot of times I see uh, a passenger car pulling another couple vehicles behind them, and that's usually like some type of dealer who isn't going to pick up a lot of cars or just getting a few. And I've actually seen it. It looks like a trail of three cars 
attached to each other. You got the one that's driving in front, hauling two unmanned vehicles behind it. Wow. <laughs> now, yeah, now, you know, I could even see that being a little safer than than trying to pull it behind an RV. I mean, I imagine that it happens, but uh, I, I appreciate you clarifying this because I really would never have believed that was legal. Yes, it goes a little further, too. Just It kind of ties in together. I was going to hit on this. It also says if you're traveling 10 miles off of an interstate or one of the U.S. highways, if you're going to be 10 miles away from them and hauling, hauling two trailers, the length can only then be, it can't exceed 55 feet. so you've got to assume that the that the law enforcement officer that pulls you over is as versed in this as you are correct (laughs) exactly and i it it, i I had to look into it myself that's not something you see very often so this is that's one of those things you got to go uh clarify some stuff on and if you do get pulled over with that uh, length of, uh, of towing, uh, you're going to have to wait a little bit because uh, it's going to take the, the cop a, a half hour to get up to you just walking to your door. Um, <laughs> right. I, I, and I and do, this exactly. is just for Missouri, by the way. This is just for Missouri law. Yeah, yeah. Right. I don't know what the... This is from Missouri state statute. Yeah, I don't know what the uh, Illinois laws are. Probably no laws. Just do whatever you want. Uh, the most I've seen personally, the most I've seen personally is an SUV... Uh, and it was a big diesel SUV pulling a camper, and it had a boat behind it, and then it had a Jeep behind it. Okay. So there's no way that that was legal. But I did see it on 44, and I thought, wow, that reminds me of the Australian truck trains, they call them. One driver and, like, four <laughs> things behind it. It's crazy out there. <laughs> well, I'm going to avoid that place. Yeah, no, no kidding. Well, listen, uh, Corporal Logan Bolton, Missouri Highway Patrol, we, we appreciate you uh, spelling this out for us and answering our question here on, on Second Amendment Radio. This is important stuff, and we appreciate you helping us. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. You have a great day. Yeah, thanks right, for what you, you do. Too. Yeah, sure will. Uh, good to get the corporal on here then. So now we know. It's legal. Under 60, it's got to be under 65 feet, but each individual trailer can't be any more than 28 It's the, if you're in Missouri. You can triple toe, but it it it's uh, it's it just sounds a little risky to me. And, and if they have the wherewithal enough to bring out a tape measure, yes. you're screwed. <laughs> I don't. We should ask you what the penalty was. I don't know what the citation would be. I forgot to ask that question. But you know, it is yeah. interesting to know though about the 28 foot limitation per per towing vehicle. So you are definitely two feet over on your trailer, um, but. You know, if you're going to upgrade down the road, maybe go with a 28 footer. Then you can <laughs> then you can do the the uh, wave runners on the on the trailer behind. Yeah, it. you know the technology's come a long way, Bo. And here's here's the deal. I, I was I was marveling at this the other day. I saw a video, a picture from uh, NASA of some new space telescope we have, showing a black hole that was 200 million light years away. Oh, that's the James Webb. Telescope. And it looked like you. It looked like it it was from here to the courthouse over here. I mean, it was that clear. Uh-huh. Meanwhile, I have a backup camera on my trailer, and <laughs> you can't tell where the road starts and the trailer ends. It's that the picture is that bad. So I'm right. thinking you you'd almost have to use good camera technology to be able to tell what the third vehicle was doing back there if you were towing an extra vehicle, right? I, I, Heck yeah. You'd have to be able to see it because it would be hidden, completely hidden behind the width of that trailer. And if somebody's in your blind spot? 
Yeah. You're screwed. Right. And then it would be hard to judge if you had completely gotten past the person you're trying to pass in the left lane before you get back. I I wouldn't do it personally. I think it sounds a little I've now said you're screwed three times. So maybe (laughs) we should, you should not do this unless you're really good at driving these things. I think that should be our new bumper sticker for Second Amendment Radio on the Great Outdoors. Yeah. If you don't listen, you're screwed. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, no, it's just interesting. I love seeing the Class A's pulling a, you know, a nice car behind them or the uh, the Peterbilt RVs that have a, you know, a little garage underneath. I mean, Mm -hmm. that's that's the category I'm going for eventually someday. Yeah, I love I love seeing the Class A's, you know, that are half a million to begin with pulling like a Range Rover or a full size (laughs) Bronco behind them. Um, Driven by a 90 year old. That's (laughs) always good. Okay, You know, I mean. You got it flaunted, right? That that's 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 what you want to aim for. I don't know. It's Take fun, your though. home with you. We had a great yeah. time though. Uh, we we got to the lake. It was a little cloudy uh, last weekend, but we were able to get the jet ski out and have a little bit of fun, and it was relaxing. Got to sit now, by a you, campfire with a nice glass of bourbon, and it, that made it all worth it. Now, do you pull tubes with your wave runners, your jet skis, or we, whatever they call them? We can. It's certified to do it. I mean, you have to have you have to have a second person on there to watch them when you do it. A flag holder. You know what? I'll tell you what. My experience uh, renting those down in Key West was the worst. Yeah. You go down there. I'm thinking, I don't own one. I want to. I'm going to rent one. So I rent one. the The guide takes us out. He says, "You see that buoy right there? You see that buoy right there? Those are the buoys you have to stay within." We just sat there and did circles the whole time. I was so <laughs> mad because it wasn't cheap, but I couldn't go where I wanted you to go. Couldn't go far enough out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then I went shopping for them, and then I found out how expensive they were. <laughs> yeah, and the rental was worth it. <sighs> Man, life. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. You can pay ten or fifteen grand for one of those. My my cousin's got one. I'm telling, you, it's a lot of fun. Uh, oh tell man! You, tell you what, uh, coming up, we talked about this earlier. We are going to talk about the gun violence problem in downtown St. Louis, and and play for you the comments of a a local one of the local police majors when responding to his frustration over. In his words, not being able to do more, and he blamed it on the current gun laws in the state of Missouri. I don't know that I buy it. Uh, We're going to talk to somebody from Gun Owners of America about that coming up here in just a minute. This is shocking. Also, Jared Cloth, he he shot something that'll maybe shock you. We're going to talk to him also in Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Stay right there. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois.
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It is Second Amendment Radio in the great outdoors. Mark Cox, my name is Bo Matthews. Carl Middleman is here. And this segment... This segment is brought to you by Razorback Armory, and uh, they are all about getting you a silencer or a suppressor. If you've been looking for one, they have a, a wonderful kiosk. I'm still in the race with the chief of police out in uh, in Eureka, Mike Wiegand. We're in a race. We bet lunch on who's going to get their uh, their suppressor first, and he told me that uh, where he went to was paperwork. We did it at the kiosk. Go to RazorbackArmory.com to find out more information. Uh, so that race is going on, I'm, and I'm picking steak and lobster. Is as my winning uh, this meal. This is taken longer than I thought it would. To be honest with you, well, it, it you know what it should be any day for me, but it will be a long time for the chief out in Eureka, sadly. But yeah. Anyway, want to welcome in our next guest on Second Amendment Radio on the Great Outdoors. His name is Aiden Johnston. He's a Missouri native and director of federal affairs for Gun Owners of America. And uh, it seems like uh, anytime you see a gun story, it's a bad gun story. Well, uh, he is here to discuss the frequency of defensive gun uses, like we saw last week in St. Charles, and how the anti-gun crowd always sweeps those cases under the rug, as well as uh, talking about the alarming reports of the FBI agents asking to review Missouri's concealed carry license records. Welcome to the show, sir. How are you? Hello, I'm great. Thank you so much for having me on. Thanks for joining us. You know, it seems like uh, it's always a bad story when it's a gun story. But, man, you know, I read the the Rifleman magazine. There's so many good stories where the good guys do take care of business with their firearms. Tell me your experience and what you're seeing. You know, our rights are under constant assault, it seems like, under this administration. But good guys with guns are out there and saving lives every day. And, and uh, you know, in St. Louis, we saw it just uh, in the past couple of weeks in St. Charles at a quick trip. Yeah. Um, you know, a, a good guy with a gun um, stopped a, a madman on a uh, spree, on a robbing spree, and uh, saved lives, right? If that uh, if he hadn't stopped him, he would have gone on to, to rob more, to harm more people. And that's why we have a Second Amendment. That's why I have a uh, job here defending the constitutional rights of Americans from infringement here in Washington, D.C., well, you know, Aiden, I, I, Mark Cox here, and it's great having you on. I, I see this all the time. We saw it in at the Quick Trip here. We saw it at the mall in Indianapolis. We saw it at a um, at a convenience store in New York, and also in California. Most recently, where the guy pulled a shotgun out when these uh, criminals came in with armed with uh, semi-automatic rifles, and the guy shot at him with a shotgun and ran him off. Right? I thought, those those are all great examples. And and then on the flip side of that, we have an administration that goes strictly by liberal talking points. They try to label all guns as 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 uh, evil, right? And they try to do things that they think they can slip under the under the Second Amendment. They can slip under the door, like magazine capacity limitations and all of this. And the, at the end of the day, the only thing that matters is that the only people being affected by that are law-abiding citizens. The criminals don't care. You're, you're absolutely right. I, I mean, the, the left is so disingenuous on this 
uh, on this point. And I work constantly against a giant misinformation campaign. And this is a perfect example. Guns are used more often to save lives than to take lives. The anti-gunners might tell you about 40,000 gun deaths per year. But study after study shows that there are between 500,000 and 3 million defensive gun uses per year. Just uh, last year in 2021, a Georgetown study showed uh, over 1.6 million defensive gun uses per year. That means firearms are used 16 to 100 times more often to protect life than to take life. But you never hear that from the anti-gunners. That's amazing. You know, and, and that should embolden those who uh, conceal carry. And I would say to, to you, Aiden Johnston, the Director of Federal Affairs for Gun Owners of America, these are the stories that do need uh, press to understand that it is effective and the fact that uh, when it, when you decide, you know, as an American, you want to carry, you want to protect yourself and your family, uh, it, that you really do need to train. And I and I, you know, ammo is cheap when you compare it to loss of life. You have to train, train some more, and then train some more and get familiar with that firearm. I just had a conversation the other day, uh, Doc Holiday actually uh, out in uh, Eureka. He he said so many people. Uh, he agreed with me. So many people carry a firearm, never train it, maybe even never shot it. And it's, it's frightening. So if you want to be that person, the good guy or the good woman with a gun, train, train, and train some more. Would you agree? Absolutely. It is your constitutional right to have a firearm. It's your constitutional right to carry a firearm, and Missouri recognizes that. But I do encourage people to voluntarily go out and get training. You never know what you're going to do in a situation like that. And, uh, you know, if you want to um, – if you want to draw your firearm safely and, and put all your rounds on target in a self-defense situation to save your life or the life of someone you care about, then you're going to need to train to make that happen. And so I encourage um, everyone who wants to uh, carry a firearm responsibly to go out and, and uh, train often, not just once, not just a uh, simple concealed carry class, but go to the range and, uh, you know, practice your draw, practice your carry. And you know what? If you do take that class, you're probably going to pick up some good tips on, you know, what's a good holster, what's an unsafe holster, and, and uh, you know, how to carry. It'll be good for you. Yeah, you got to do that, Aiden. I mean, I, I'm a huge proponent of constitutional carry, but at the end of the day, I encourage everyone who listens to my show to, to go get their concealed carry license because then you get reciprocity in most of the states uh, these days that recognize your concealed carry license. You can then take it with you when you go to those states. Plus, you have to take some mandatory training and education on state laws and when to use it and when not to use it. It's just a great idea uh, to, to go ahead and get that concealed carry license. You know, you're from Missouri, correct? Absolutely. That was where I got my first license to carry. Oh, that's awesome. Are you from where in Missouri? So I grew up in uh, St. Louis, Missouri. Oh, so. nice. Well, that's where we are. And I want to, we had an incident downtown uh, this past uh, weekend, and I played this interview from a local TV station, Channel 4 here, where I used to work for many years. And um, it, it was with a local police ca- uh, major named Ryan Cousins. So here, here's what happened. They had a bunch of teen, uh, they believe teenagers, downtown Uh, Some of them were openly carrying weapons walking through downtown. They were randomly shooting at buildings and glass got broken out. A couple of people got shot downtown. I want to play for you Channel 4's coverage of this and focus on what the St. Louis police major, Ryan Cousins, blames for the problem. Listen. There's really no age limit. Um, Everyone pretty much is carrying right now. 
teens armed with guns, a trend surrounding downtown's violence that News 4 has been tracking for months. Like this shooting involving teenagers downtown in May, another in June sending two teenage girls to the hospital, and this past weekend where teens are seen carrying assault-style weapons down Washington Avenue. We're doing the best that we can, but for right now it's very challenging because as opposed to where we had a law where we could stop somebody and if they had a legal weapon, we could either take it or take them in custody. Right now, we really can't do anything. <laughs> so his argument seems to be that because of constitutional carry, the, the police in the city of St. Louis can no longer stop teenagers from carrying guns. Now, the last time I checked the law, and Aiden, you can back me up on this, an 18-year-old can't even buy a handgun. I know they can't in the state of Missouri. And you've got to be 19 now to get a concealed carry license. Why can't the police stop these teenagers and ask them whether or not they're carrying a weapon? And if they are, their chances are they're carrying it illegally. Yeah, someone should tell the police chief that there is absolutely nothing legal about walking down the street and shooting up buildings and, <laughs> uh, you know, the locals. That's absolutely ridiculous. Um, you know, constitutional carry is a way for Missouri to respect the Second Amendment and respect the rights of uh, individuals. And, you know, the, the government, the police should be encouraging that for public safety, right? We are all safer when good Samaritans stop robbers on violent, uh, you know, sprees. And, and we want to see more of what happened in St. Charles and less of these kinds of crimes. And, and uh, if there's someone on scene with a firearm, with, you know, training that's capable you know, we could see these situations stop uh, very quickly as opposed to continue. Yeah, I, I just the, the fact that the that the that the po- a police major and I'm sure he's parroting what what the police chief believes, because the police chief here is appointed by the very progressive left wing mayor. Um, he they want to make the argument that the city of St. Louis should get a carve out from constitutional carry because it'll allow them to better enforce gun laws. It's the most ridiculous thing I, I've ever heard in my life. Bo, do you have any thoughts on that? Uh, you know what? It, it's frightening to think that we've come to this time in 2022 where, uh, you know, young people are just uh, walking down a city street with an AR. Uh, this is, this is, it wasn't a riot or anything. It was almost like, you know, when I was a kid, we'd go out to the country with our rifles and, you know, go, go shooting, target shooting or something like that. And that's how they're treating downtown St. Louis. How's that, how's that look for optics for tourists coming to St. Louis? Mm, I'd, I'd probably pick someplace else if I saw that in the news. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's it's a little frightening and and very irresponsible. But for the fact that the law enforcement doesn't believe that they can stop them, you know, that's the thing about law-abiding uh, gun owners is you can be stopped and you can be questioned and answered and, and move on about your day. Uh, I don't understand. It's almost like there's a fear. They're scared of something. Yeah, I, I, yes. would, I would I would I would agree with that. I, I don't know if it's just being politically correct or they're willing to sacrifice the rights of law abiding citizens just to make a political point. That That's what it seems to me like. We, we have a yeah. prosecutor here that won't prosecute crime and therefore the criminals can they, they're emboldened by it. And Aiden, I'm sure that's something uh, you guys see uh, across the country right now as well. Absolutely. We are not punishing violent criminals for committing violent crimes and instead we're picking on lawful gun owners and it's absolutely outrageous. But there is no way that if, if teenagers are walking down the street shooting guns at, at the buildings 
that there was nothing that the police could do. If you were a police <laughs> officer and you show up and someone's shooting at the buildings or whatever, um, you know, I suppose you could try to have a conversation with them. You know, they're not going to, they're not going to be, um, they're having a, they're not going to respond lawfully and say, Oh yeah, this is our, our reason for, yeah. you know, indiscriminately shooting. That's absolutely ridiculous. Well, you, you get, you pull up that situation, you start shooting back. I have a lot of friends who are uh, police officers in the city and in the county, and I know that those comments are not reflective of the way a lot of those uh, street uh, street uh, officers feel. The ones that are on the street, uh, I think that's reflective of of the of the politicians in the city. Tim, Tim the red file cops opposing most of this kind of gun control yeah. and it's really anti-gun police leadership and like you said these anti-gun appointees um, that don't support the second amendment and that want to infringe on stuff like constitutional carry it's almost like the messages they want to you know the mayor wants to say see this is what you're going to get with constitutional carry it's all on you <laughs> yeah. and that's not true aiden johnston is our uh, guest director of federal affairs for gun owners of america want to speak to some alarming reports of fbi agents asking to review missouri's concealed carry licensee records uh, what, what can you uh, say about that subject well so there's a lot of interplay between um the federal government and the fbi and the background check system and concealed carry permits but here's the bottom line the federal government has no business investigating who owns, uh, who has a concealed carry permit. Um, these are very delicate databases of people who own and carry firearms. And uh, I am proud to see the attorney general defending the privacy of these gun owners. The FBI has no business looking at uh, at these, and, and especially given the Second Amendment uh, protection um, laws that have been passed by our local government. Um, this is a very strong move, and I'm very proud to be a Missourian and, and, and see Eric Schmidt defend our rights this way. Well, that's outstanding. Uh, Aiden Johnston with the uh, Gun Owners of America. So I have to ask you, from St. Louis, where'd you go to high school? I went to <laughs> St. Louis Priory. Okay. All right. Priory, very nice. Boy. There you go. <laughs> I, I, you don't I, know that school. Yeah, we do. I do. My daughter dated a guy from Priory for a long time in high school. There you have it. See, it's small oh, world. But Mark doesn't. <laughs> sure I do. Absolutely. Been to that oh, campus okay. several times. That's cool. Mason oh, okay, Forty. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, listen, Aiden, we appreciate your time. Uh, great information. <laughs> and it's uh, gunowners.org is the website, correct? That is correct. Love having Keep you guys. Keep up the good fight, buddy. Yeah, love having you guys on the show. Keep up the good work, and particularly uh, at the you know at the at the uh, uh, court level, because I know gun owners is involved in a lot of these legal legal uh, challenges uh, across the country as well. Yep, we're we're fighting in New York against their um, their continued infringements against concealed carriers there, despite the recent Supreme Court case. So we will keep up the fight and. Thank you guys so much for having me on. It was a pleasure. Outstanding. Uh, Aiden Johnson there with the Gun Owners of America, Director of Federal Affairs, and a one of St. Louis' own. How about that? That's awesome. Love that. Love yeah. that. Coming up, uh, do you know what a capybara is? Bo Matthews, I do because I've and I've only I've, I'm this many years old when I found out because I just looked it up. <laughs> just being honest, brother. Thank you. Well, uh, I, yeah, I didn't either. And then somebody, a bow fisherman, shot one over in Illinois, and, and yeah, and and we're gonna get him on the radio here on Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors to hear this. Uh, I can't call it a fish story. But this this bow fishing story <laughs> that you won't Google hardly it. believe when we come back.
We got a classic going there, Bo Matthews. What do you think about that? <laughs> oh, it's like, it, it's so good. I almost need a cigarette after it's over. Uh, I'm telling oh, you yeah. what. Hey, Little Willie. Second Amendment Radio in the uh, great outdoors. I won't ask you what kind of cigarette that would be since Willie's involved. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> well played. <laughs> yeah, no, thank you. Hey, by the way, I, I told you about this uh, last segment. I had to look up what a capybara was after I read this story, and then then I I, I had to educate myself a little bit. So I don't know how common uh, it is for people to, to really know what we're talking about here. But we do have Jared Cloth on the phone with us now here on Second Amendment Radio in the Great Outdoors. He is a bow fisherman, and he was down on the St. Mary's River recently when he encountered a capybara. Hey, Jared, welcome to the show. Great to have you on, my friend. How are you? Oh, I can't complain. Never better. No, that's good. That's good. So you have to, you, I, I have to ask, first of all, before we get into the details of, of what you ended up harvesting when you were bow fishing, had you ever seen one of these before? Maybe when I was a kid at the zoo, and uh, when I first seen it, I actually thought it was like a Nutra from down south that might have hitched a ride on a barge, but <laughs> I was obviously wrong on that. It's a little bit bigger than that. Wow. So, bigger maybe, than that. Yeah, no kidding. So kind of set this up for us. So what are you normally bow fishing for when you're out on the uh, St. Mary's River? Uh, usually it's just Asian carp, gar, just trash fish. But uh, that evening, I was actually out trying to catch some bait for a trout line. I hadn't run one in years, and I was going to do it that night. and I didn't get around to it, needless to say. I, don't, I now, guess we, not. <laughs> we need to describe this, and I want to spell it out if you, anybody wants to Google this while the show's going on and we're talking to uh, Jared here. It's C-A-P-Y-B-A-R-A-S. Uh, think giant rodent. Uh, it's a close relative of guinea pigs. And they are found much of northern and central South America. How the heck did this thing get in our area? Or are they are they common? No, they are not common at all. They say there's actually some in Florida, a wild population, but it's believed that this one probably got loose from captivity somewhere. But nobody's oh. come forward and said where. Wow! Wow! Are they, are they legal to have in Missouri or Illinois? Uh, I don't think they're legal to have in Illinois, but I know there are some in Missouri. Interesting. Interesting. So, so Jared, you were out bow fishing. Um, w- w- I assume it was still daylight. You do this in the daylight, correct? Yeah, it was 530 when I shot it. Okay. And you're you're on a boat? <laughs> yep. I was out there just trying to shoot some fish for a trout line, and I seen it swimming way down the river, and I thought it was a beaver. I didn't think nothing of it at first, but it just kept coming, and when it got closer... Everything changed. <laughs> so, every, so so at the moment, everything changed. Tell me what's going through your mind, because you're looking at something in the water that you that I'm assuming, if unless you saw it at the zoo years ago, you'd never seen before. What, what were you thinking at that point? Well, I knew it wasn't supposed to be there from the get-go. Like, once it got up there, you know, for a second, I thought it might have been a hog, because there are some in southern Illinois, and I thought maybe, but then it crawled up on the bank next to me. And I didn't know what that thing was. And then right off the bat, I, I called Ralph Seavers, our local game warden, and, and said, hey, what should I do? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I ended up taking the, taking it. After you talked to the game warden, is that you, you waited to talk I'm to him? Losing. Do what? Oh, I said you, you actually waited to shoot it before you talked to the game warden. Well, I called him, and he didn't answer. And, oh. You know, 
purple one. I was thinking it was a neutral at this time, and I was like, that is the last thing we want started up here because them invasive species. I don't know if anybody's ever been hit in the face with Asian carp, but they're never fun. The right. invasive species are just a problem. So I went ahead and shot it, and he called me back right away, and he's like, yeah, go ahead and kill it. He said, we don't want them here. And I said, good, because I killed it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, so your first thought when it was swimming, you thought it was a beaver. But this is actually, describe how big this is compared to a beaver and, and what how big is this physically? It's about the size of an average doe. You know, wow. wow. About 80 pounds this one is, but they get up to 175. Dang. That's crazy. <laughs> so... So I, I watch a show called Alone, and a guy a guy was able to kill a beaver, and there was a lot of meat in the tail, which I did not know. Um, is is this something that you can find a recipe on Google for, or what did you do with it? Um, I actually got it processed the other day, and wow. the plan is to grill him up on Sunday. But how we're going to prepare it, we don't know. We figured we'd try it like a variety <laughs> pack. I heard it's kind of like pork, so... Oh, we're just going to play with it and see what happens. At least you didn't say chicken. Yeah, I don't think it tastes like chicken. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, on the, on, on the serious side of this for a minute, I mean, obviously this made headlines because these things are not common or expected to be found in the St. Mary's River for sure. Um, the, the, but you've gotten a lot of negative feedback over your decision oh, here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's there's plenty of haters on there. And it's what? kind of through some of them. Yeah, you know, but I mean, just describe what they were mad about. They didn't understand yeah. why you decided to harvest it, I guess. Well, people don't understand, and, you know, a lot of them are just people that don't get out and enjoy the outdoors and realize how much damage these invasive species do. You know, they're all across the country of all different types, but uh, the big one that hits us is, is the Asian carp. Right. When species that aren't supposed to be there, they don't have natural predators, and they just wreak havoc and cause all kinds of trouble. The Mary's yeah, Jared Cloth. Jared is our our guest. He is uh, he he shot a uh, cap, capybara on the St. Mary's River. You know, you're talking about invasive species, and in the state of Missouri, we are seeing an invasion. Uh, certainly, in the southern part and, and moving to the north is is wild hogs, and they are. I've seen pictures of the ground that they are tearing up. I mean, and they're tearing up farm fields. They're tearing up oh, people's yeah. livelihood and personal belongings and stuff, and they're and they're dangerous because those things run in swarms. Thank goodness this capybara didn't run in a swarm, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, it, it you didn't needed more bows, right? Yeah, you need well, more arrows. With thing, you. You know, I took it with my kids' youth bow, so it made it even more fun. Yo, yeah, I'll I'll bet it did. Now, now, was it in the water? Was it back in the water by the time you were able to take it, or or was it up on the bank? Or I mean, how was it acting? Are they aggressive? No, they're very passive, and they aren't scared of anything. Uh, it just sat there on the bank, I guess, waiting on me to move on. And when I after I stuck it, it it tried to take off, but then I'm tethered to it because I'm using a bow fishing rig. And then the fight was on. Oh. Finally, got in the water. It it, it was a mess. Wow. And were you alone? I was all by myself. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay. Well, uh, just the, the article that I read on Field and Stream says that they were deliberately brought from South America in 1889 for the fur trade because, you know, uh, beaver pelts are, are, you know, were a pricey thing or a, a popular thing back then. So I guess they were just trying to increase uh, the fur business uh, in the U.S., but that was a bad move, wouldn't you say? Uh, are you talking about the capybaras or are you talking about a nutrirat? 
I'm talking about the, the, uh, it says the crittered similarly to Nutria. Oh, oh, you're right. Okay. The, sorry. The Nutria was brought here from South right. America. My bad. My bad. That's okay. Yeah. No, the Nutria, they're apparently a big problem. You see them on swamp people all the time. That's what they feed the alligators. <laughs> yeah. 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 You know, I, I wonder about that though. I mean, I, I looked at the picture of this thing. I don't know anybody would look at it and think that it was cute, but the <laughs> criticism seemed to be aimed at, well, why did you have to kill it? But my guess is if you found an alligator in the St. Mary's river where people boat and recreate all the time, uh, you, you'd face the same dilemma and people probably wouldn't be as concerned about that because an alligator can certainly cause uh, uh, physical damage to people and, and harm people. Right. And the way I kind of see it is who wants a whole bunch of 90-pound rats running around? Yeah, that's, that's true. Look at it. <laughs> that's a great point. I, you know what, Mark? I've been to New Orleans, and there's a famous uh, restaurant down there. They have this huge outdoor patio, and the only time I was on this patio, I'm looking on the on the brick wall that surrounded this patio dining area, and there were just rats just walking right along, just minding their own business. I was like, does anybody see this over here? This is a problem. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, Jared, I, I, I'd be I'd be interested in knowing what uh, your meal tastes like on Sunday. But did it did it ever cross your mind that maybe you should get this thing mounted? Uh, we did tape it out, and the cape is at a taxidermist. Oh, good. Okay, good. So you, you are getting it mounted. It's too good a story not to. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think it would be a good conversation piece. <laughs> it's going to sit right next to the jackalope on your wall. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, it, it, it's definitely been a wild ride, and I, I, I really can't believe how much it's blowed up and the stories that have come out and how far it's went. Well, uh, Jared, I tell you what, it's it's a great fish story, even though it's not a fish, and uh, I'm glad <laughs> you were able to share it with us here on Second Amendment Radio in the Great Outdoors. Well, thanks for having me. Yeah, good luck, and uh, let us know if you get anything else out of the ordinary down there. <laughs> I will do. Like a shark. <laughs> a sh- a shark a sharks <laughs> occasionally make it up this way. Hey, it's another weekend this weekend. We'll see what happens. All right. <laughs> that's uh, that's Jared Cloth. Jared, thank you for your time today. We appreciate that. Uh, right, who, thank you, guys. Yeah, you bet, man. That's great. Who knew? And he's getting it mounted. I, I that would have been my first thought was, when am I ever going to see something like this again? Right. In you know, the hemisphere. coolest part of the story for me, the, the coolest part of the story for me is he had the game warden's number in his phone. Oh, uh, yeah. That's connections. You And you'd <laughs> want to know, right? Do you, you you just want to be on the safe side. Is there any reason I shouldn't take this out? Yeah, absolutely. And he got permission. Yes, exactly. Although after the fact. <laughs> well, I mean, he did the right thing for sure. Wow. What a, what a show. We've had we've had a lot uh, for you today. And um, get out there and enjoy those great outdoors. Bo Matthews, thank you, my friend. Absolutely. Yep. Please share this uh, show. Uh, it's always a podcast at 97.1 FM Talk. Uh, share it with those that are uh, Second Amendment supporters or those who love the great outdoors, which everybody should enjoy. Absolutely. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you on the next edition of Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. See you, boys. Get more at 971talk.com. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.